Hi, this is Scott Jennings, and today we're discussing an RFI can satisfy notice requirement, said the feds. All right, put your seatbelt on. This is a great one. This is a big win for contractors. The executive summary follows. Here we go. Possibly the leading cause for contractor claim denials is lack of proper notification. Well, that just got a little bit easier thanks to the U.S. Armed Services Board of Contract Appeals conclusion in a recent case that a request for information in RFI can satisfy a notice requirement under the FAR. Huge deal. So let's get started here. So this particular job up in Alaska, we all know the sequence of events on a lot of the jobs these days. Here's my Monday morning quarterback assessment of what happened on the job. Of course, I didn't read it all in the Construction Claims Monthly article from the May 2018 issue, but here's, after me connecting all the dots, probably what happened. Specs come out incomplete regarding the HVAC design. Incomplete slash weak at best. Contractor requested clarity through RFIs, doing his job. The owner then buried their head, thinking avoidance was the best means of risk mitigation, didn't answer the questions, didn't, ask them, didn't answer them directly. And so what happened is the contractor just pushed on and on to avoid the threat of LDs and finishing late. We've all been there. And the next thing you know, they lose a lot of money, lose a lot of time, file a claim. And there you have it, the beginning of yet another construction dispute. Okay, so here's the case. Construction claims monthly. If you don't have it, great publication. The article has a QR code link to the actual website where you can get the publication. Anyway, construction claims monthly, May 2018 issue, talks about unit company. And a case at the ASBCA, case number 60581. February 2018. So unit, the general contractor, and Klebs Mechanical, their mechanical, both agree early on, man, this, the, the HVAC design is, is not complete. They were on the same page there. Great approach to the owner. And so they start to submit all these RFIs, 20 of them during the course of the job, citing lack of quote-unquote design slash engineering specificity. The government argued that units claim, because of course they made a claim after they weren't actually, <coughs> excuse me, getting response, to their RFIs. So the government comes back and says, hey, your, your claim is barred because we've got this inclusion here. We've included the FAR requiring you to submit any discrepancies to the contracting officer for his or her prompt determination. And probably UNIT didn't do that. They probably didn't you know, write the letters and they probably had some error in their ways there. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, and they probably thought, hey, man, we've submitted all these RFIs. That should have been notice enough. You knew about the issue. So probably they didn't submit the correct letters, probably didn't have the traditional means of notification. I don't know for sure. I'm just reading between the lines. So the government comes up and says that, hey, they didn't follow the FAR inclusion requiring proper notification of the CO. This should just be thrown out. The board disagreed with the government when they made this argument that the RFI process was meant to be a communication mechanism versus a notification one. The board then stated that, hey, precedent has demonstrated that the government shouldn't get so hung up on the format of notice and cited some cases to support that. So in other words, hey man, don't get so caught up on the fact that these guys didn't write letters. You had RFI after RFI after RFI. You knew, Mr. Government. That's basically the government telling the government that. So, so this case just keeps getting better. So that's the <clears throat> one of the steps that uh, kind of came back across the table on the government and their approach against the contractor. So this just keeps getting better. So the government then claimed that unit's first notification of this impact via REA, REA stands for Request for Equitable Adjustment, their first notification to the government from the contractor didn't give the government the proper chance to respond 
and choose the best manner in which to proceed. The board shut that down too and said that the government would have directed, you know, in a manner no different than what the contractor did. So here's the bottom line. That's the court talking, not the contractor. So here's the bottom line. In, my, in the opinion of the editor for this May 2018 issue of Construction Claims Monthly, this decision, in his or her words, the editor, appears to be the first one that holds that a request for information can satisfy a notice requirement under the FAR. The board held that, quote-unquote, we see no reason why a request for information would be inappropriate for such communication to notify the government of a discrepancy in the plans and specs. The editor concludes with a quote from the board in which the board advises that form should not take precedence over substance in regards to evaluation of a contractor's notice. Well, that translates into, hey, if they told you via pigeon, via smoke signal, via RFI, in this case, you knew. Just because you didn't have a formal letter quoting the actual specification, which is probably preferable and is certainly preferable to do it in that way where it's very detailed and refers to the proper paragraphs. But at the end of the day, the board came back across and said, hey, you had notice and RFI works, you're in trouble. So that's a great case. That is a super win for contractors. Here's my story. My story is I don't have one of these. I don't have a story where my contractually atypical and deemed insufficient, yet perfectly logical, notice qualified as acceptable and contractually compliant. I've submitted thousands of RFIs in my career, and although they were always good fodder for my case, it never was a damning document against an owner as far as satisfying a notification requirement. All good project managers have been trained to write letter after letter, quoting the contract and applicable paragraphs to check boxes and, you know, the sequence of notification. Did you notify on a certain number of days? Did you reference this paragraph? Did you get pricing in, you know, within X number of days after you submitted the letter? Blah, 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 blah. And we had beaten into our minds as project managers that if you don't write these letters, you may invalidate the entire claim. Now that I know a request for information can be deemed proper notice, ah, We've got precedent, and that is fantastic for contractors. <clears throat> so this is a decision which could significantly affect the industry, I think. Please pass it on amongst your team and your office, and please make sure your attorney knows about it. This happened up in Alaska. It's recent. Maybe it'll set a precedent for other federal cases across the country as far as you know, having satisfied notification requirements. I hope it really is a, a great thing for the contracting industry. The bonus tip there at the end of the article was that if you don't subscribe to Construction Claims Monthly, it is a great construction case law, interesting read to learn more about construction law and what's going on in the industry. I would really recommend you, you check it out. I enjoy it every month it comes out, and, and I've been a, a recent subscriber, but a long-time reader of issue here and there. That's it. Have a great day. Work safe.